0: Knock, knock, knock! Hello? Hi. Have you heard the good word about Muhammad Ali's holy crusade against tooth decay? Uh, no. Well, why don't you take this handy literature? The adventures of Ali and his gang versus tooth decay. Oh, boy! I don't want to see an ordinary film. I want to see something extraordinary. Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles you ever feel as if your mind had started to erode? What? Let's rock indeed. Mm. Uh, welcome to 1000 Wives of Weird, a podcast about weird films. Although today, we're branching out again. We're <laughs> branching out. Um, we're talking about a 36-minute <laughs> novelty album released in 1976, uh, starring Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. called the, uh, Ali and His Gang Versus Tooth Decay. Is The Adventures of Muhammad Ali and his gang versus Tooth Decay. Well, they never say Muhammad. They oh. pointedly never... They always call him Ali. Uh, they yeah, might say well, his full name, but... I'm, I'm going by the description on the box. No, the description is Ali and his gang. Oh, okay. But it still says The Adventures of... The Adventures of Ali and his gang yeah. versus Mr. Tooth Decay. Yes. This Is this the most esoteric thing we've ever talked oh, about? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh... I was trying to do research about this to find out. Yeah, I was too. Why? Right? How yeah. this came about, and I could not find anything. But I think when Muhammad Ali died, a few people dug this, this out to write yeah. some articles about it. Sure. Um, well, Muhammad Ali, uh, it's 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 a little bit hard to understand for maybe our generation and especially people younger than us. But there is a point in time in this country where Muhammad Ali was Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the guy. He, oh, yeah. He was like... There there are no celebrities today that match his level of, of like cult leader status. Yes. Like, he, he was huge. He, he had a comic book where he and Superman literally fought, and it was one of the biggest uh, comics of the day. It was rivaling the issue where Superman and Spider-Man fought. What? Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Around the same time that Muhammad Ali and Superman fought, there was also a comic where... Marvel and DC, because back in the day, they weren't corporations. They were just companies, and they just were fans of each other because they were just a bunch of artists, and they were like, hey, why don't we put profit aside and just have a fun little company rivalry moment where we have Spider-Man and Superman fight for a minute and then team up to stop a team-up between Lex Luthor and Dr. Octopus. But, And I get that they chose Spider-Man... And Superman, because they were the most popular titles from that, both yeah, houses. Yeah, that, that's why. But that's still a weird fight. You'd think it'd be like it's Thor versus fight. Superman, or... I think they, they, they end up doing something where Superman gets uh, depowered somewhat, or oh, okay. Spider-Man gets extra power to keep it on a uh, more even keel. But yeah, later years later on, they ended up doing a whole bunch more crossovers, where I believe the one Superman fought during that time was the Hulk, okay. which is a much more stable match. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but no, they, they just did it a, because it was the first time and they wanted to put their best foot forward. So for DC, that was Superman because the Christopher Reeve movies had just come out and for Marvel, that was Spider-Man because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. He's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Muhammad Ali was everything and so the uh, I guess, my best guess is to the backstory of this is that the American Dental Association was like, you know who we should get to fight tooth decay? The, the hero of America Muhammad Ali And if you are uncertain Who Muhammad Ali is yeah. Which is possible uh, He stings like a, a he floats like a butterfly and and floats and sting- like a bee Floats like a butterfly And stings like a bee Yeah that's what I said No Yeah No it's not <laughs> That's exactly what I said It's 100% not Yeah Okay Agree or disagree Yeah sure <laughs> Bygones be bygones <laughs> um, Muhammad Ali was One of the Is probably The most famous boxer Of all time Yeah and I think maybe he, he was probably our, America's first Muslim superstar, or am I overstating that? I would assume that's correct. Definitely the first person in America to have such an obviously Muslim name yes. and be popular. Uh, he was born Cassius Clay. And then yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. In 1961, he converted to Islam. Mm-hmm. Was a world heavyweight champion. He protested the Vietnam War very famously. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, a lot of people are still angry with him about that to this day. Which is... I don't know. I, I really admire the man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was known for his very braggadocious personality. Oh, he yeah. pro- proclaimed that he was the greatest. Yeah. Uh, he released an album called I Am The Greatest. Yes. He, he used to rhyme a lot in his promos and stuff like that for his fights. Which yes. Became a, that's what the, the whole the, the butterfly and bee thing that we were just referencing. He, he used to come up with a lot of those. like. So basically, he invented the Chuck Norris joke. Sort About of. himself. Yeah, and we hear a bunch of that in this A bunch of that, album. yeah. But yeah, yeah. we'd sort of do like a kind of Rudy Ray Moore proto-rap thing. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great way of... Rudy Ray Moore, that's a great way of describing it. The He's known for its fights with Joe Frazier and George Foreman. Both of which get referenced in this uh, yep. record. Uh, so he was a huge boxer. Yeah. And the this, The Adventures of Ali and His Gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay, came out in 1976. Yes, yes. And this was just 2 years after the Rumble in the Jungle with George Foreman. Okay. So he was like on top of the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clearly the the, the only place you can get away with doing something this stupid is being on top of the world. And around the same time <laughs> Muhammad Ali also had a cartoon show. Did he? Yes. Oh. And there's I a, don't know whether how to feel about that. <laughs> there's a bunch of it on YouTube, but I didn't have time to watch any. Sure. But that might be something we want to look at later because Maybe. I know Mr. T had a cartoon in the 80s. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that either. And he also had a couple PSA-type videos. Mr. T? Yeah. Oh, he had all the PSA-type videos. Mm-hmm. Look up the, the Respect Your Mama rap from <laughs> Mr. T if you, want, if you want to know how this could have ended up. But honestly, compared to that, this actually comes off as pretty professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ali had... Well, I don't know. Ali has a little bit more... Uh, musicality and the way he talks yes. and, and rhymes than Mr. T. Mr. T just like barks like a dog whenever he <laughs> <laughs> whenever he rhymes. Treat her right! Treat her right! <laughs> it's it's bad. But Muhammad Ali actually has a pretty uh, musical voice actually. Yeah. He's got like a little bit of a smoky thing going. He's not a good voice actor. Oh not at but, all. But uh the enthusiasm is there. The enthusiasm and is there. They put him up against a lot of little children who are way worse than he is. Who constantly speak in unison. <laughs> It's, it, yeah, they put him in the studio with the Children of the Corn, yeah. <laughs> and he comes off as better than them. Like I said, this is only thirty six minutes long. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say it's worth listening to? Is it worth? Wor- is it worth thirty six <sighs> minutes? Wow. Um, I I will admit that towards the end of this, I started counting the minutes (laughs) until it was over. Because at a certain point, the gag did get a little bit old. Yeah. But overall, this is absolutely worth it. I would agree. Yeah, I I think this is absolutely worth it. This is such an odd time capsule. Yes. Of a very specific time in history. And I want to find more of this sort of ephemera. This sort of just like... The detritus of pop culture, right? Yeah, uh, this is. I think this is around the same time that Sesame Street got started, isn't that right? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it is. I think that it was in the 70s when when Sesame Street got started. So this is a part of that. This would be a part of that same kind of like movement towards let's make entertainment to educate educate kids, uh, teach them about brushing your teeth yeah. or the alphabet and stuff like that. I think. The electric company started towards the end of the 70s as well. I think, no, electric company was on around this time, I believe. Okay, so there you go. And, and, uh, it's, 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 it's this thing that's so bizarre and it's so, it's so strange and yet it's so undeniably wholesome. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's, it's almost adorable. It's adorable and baffling. Yeah. And And just like, it's 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 simultaneously something that it's someone who was very high, who didn't want kids to grow up to be high, writing this. Yeah, I guess I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. It's so indelibly seventies. Well, here's the thing that I, because I can't. What I wanted to find out was, did somebody come to Muhammad Ali and was like, "Hey, champ." You should do something for the children. Right. Why don't you warn them about the dangers of tooth decay? Right. Muhammad Ali's like, you're right. Or was it Muhammad Ali on the road to Damascus, struck by a lightning bolt from the Lord. (laughs) The scales fell from his teeth. The scales fell. The plaque fell from his teeth. (laughs) And he was like, my God, the children's mouths are in danger. (laughs) I have have to warn them about Willie Plaque. And Sugar Kuba,
1: <laughs> I need to
0: murder the entity known as Mr. Tooth Decay, <laughs> who is apparently from Russia Germany. He's <laughs> he's some sort of Eastern European ethnic <laughs> Russia money. Yeah, no, is oh my god, I, it, <sighs> I also want to mention in case you're not sold on this yet, yeah, this also features Frank Sinatra.
1: And Ozzy Davis.
0: Where was Frank? I know you he couldn't was tell. In, I couldn't tell who he was. All right, I'll I'll point it out when we get there. Okay, good, because I I, I had no idea. You were not listening closely enough because they make it very obvious. Okay, okay, uh, I I I will admit I was confused through most of this. Okay, I think I know where Ozzy Davis was, but like most of this was like. I was just so... I couldn't understand the kids half the time. The kids were hard. Again, they're speaking yeah. in unison constantly. A lot of times I couldn't understand the adults. They, they put these weird filters on all the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, it's This is also another thing. I, I feel like this must have been a movement in the 70s because I keep finding this shit. Uh, so old radio, uh, old, classic old radio dramas, continued up until the early 60s. And, there, and then they, they died around that time. And there were consistent attempts throughout the 70s and 80s to bring it back in some way. Uh, and in the 70s, I think there was a real push at creating story records for children. Because not only have I heard this now, but when I was a kid, my parents had old records from when they were kids in the 70s ...for this company called Peter Pan Records... ...who would do stories about Batman... ...who had a really thick Brooklyn accent for some reason... And Wonder Woman and the Flash and all hey, this you fucking stuff. Joker! What the fuck are you doing? I mean, pretty much, yeah. No, they they the, the the they would do the roll call for the Justice League and there's and Batman was always last and say and Batman here. Yeah! Like, hey, what Joe, the fuck do you want? Like Joe Pesci. Like it was it was it was so bizarre. So I feel like there must have been a big push in the seventies to create radio dramas for kids, and apparently none of them knew how to do them because they are all crap. Yes. <laughs> But like I was saying, I, I just wonder if who, where did where did the idea originate from? Was Muhammad Ali like I need, to, I want to do something for the kids? I, I'm such a role model. I need to reach out to the kids. Right? And did just... it start with him, or did it start with the American Dental Association? Uh, this was approved by the American Dental Association. Oh yeah, so this yeah. is an official thing. Yeah, but did also... he approach them, or did they approach him? That's a good I... question. I wish I knew. I wish yeah. I could find that answer. I hope it was him. <laughs> I hope this was just. <laughs> It's like Elvis barreling into Nixon's office Demanding to be a federal agent It's just Muhammad Ali busts down the door He says, we gotta make a record (laughs) About how cool I am I'm gonna carry a giant toothbrush (laughs) I'm gonna kill tooth decay So we're gonna start walking through the record now Also Billy Yes I found this old computer game from the (laughs) 80's You find the weirdest shit Yeah, I do and I brought in this Commodore 64 Great. To run it It's on 64 floppy disks Oh, wonderful um, This is not going to get old at any time Yeah Yeah And it's called uh, Muhammad Ali's Glorious Jihad Against the Enemies of the Teeth <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the most offensive thing you've ever said <laughs> But it gets it gets closer every day. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> While I was taking my notes, I used the word jihad a lot, <laughs> and then the next day I was thinking back and I was like, you know, maybe that's not the best word to use. <laughs> Because when I was doing it, I was like just thinking about other words like "crusade," like right, yeah. and I was thinking of it like in the the Dune. Whenever I would think of it, I would think of the Dune Butlerian Jihad. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah, that word from Dune. You didn't think about the Muslim connotation. Yeah, no. Holy shit! <laughs> but there was an alternate title, okay, to the game, <laughs> which I also brought. Okay, let's throw away the old one. Uh, and this one's just called Ali uh, uh, and the Gang on the Road to Knock Out Tooth Decay. Oh, that's that's much cuter. And it's it's like an Oregon Trail type gang, okay. gang where you you are carving a path across the country seeking the godless heathen Mister Tooth Decay. <laughs> uh, Can't wait. Recruiting more children uh-huh, and of course. talking to more tall elderly black men. <laughs> And you have to, you control. You have control of four children, Uh-huh. and you have to try to make sure at least one of them gets to uh, Mr. Tooth Decay's Palace of Sin, <laughs> so you can burn it to the ground and put his head on a pike. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to play this game. This sounds like the best thing since uh, Custer's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what do you want to name the four kids? Uh, let's name them uh, Joey, Bobby, HP, and Stan. Okay, yeah. Joey, Bobby, HP, and Stan. Right. All right. So Muhammad Ali is gathering up the children, and mm-hmm. he's starting in Philadelphia, or he's starting wherever the fucking Liberty Bell is. <laughs> That's Philadelphia. He yeah. wanted to go back and remember the time he may or may not have put a crack in the <laughs> Liberty Bell. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So he's trekking out, you guys have some food, you have some wagon wheels. Interesting. Okay. You your transportation is mostly horses and wagons. <laughs> like a true crusade. Like a true well, you know, we don't want to hurt the environment with yeah. our with our carbon emissions. So instead we're gonna hurt the environment with our horse shit. So let's a couple days are passing. Uh oh, Muhammad Ali wants to stop for some reason. Oh, okay. Ali uh, gathers the children around and what's he saying? He's saying I'm worried about the horse's teeth. We need to brush these horse's teeth. Oh. Do you want to agree with Muhammad Ali that these horses need their teeth brushed? Well, of course. Muhammad Ali, he's the people's champion. He All knows right. what's up. Who do you want to send to brush the horse's teeth? Uh, let, let's send uh, Bobby. Oh, no. Bobby's hands were bitten off by the horses. And uh, Muhammad Ali doesn't really seem that concerned. <laughs> he picks up one of uh, Bobby's severed hands that still clutches the toothbrush. And uh-huh. Brushes the teeth, horses the, brushes the horses' teeth himself with that. He probably should have done that to begin with. I mean, if you want something done right. <laughs> so are you gonna are you gonna take poor handless Bobby with you, or are you gonna leave him by the side of the road to die? I think we should take him with us. Okay. Yeah. So a couple more days pass, and okay, you come across uh, a rotting buffalo carcass. Oh God! You know uh, the eastern United States, known for their buffalo. <laughs> Where are we going? (laughs) Where are we right now? You're going to San Francisco, California. That's where Mr. Tooth Decay is. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Now, do you want to harvest the buffalo for its meat? No, it's rotten. Okay. Yeah. You guys keep going. Uh Uh-huh. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Bobby's not doing too well. That's too bad. Bobby has a fever. His he, arms are turning black. Oh, God. You didn't administer any medical care to him. <laughs> well, I did not. I I don't know. <laughs> we should I mean, get him to a hospital. I mean, maybe Muhammad Ali should be taking charge, given that he's an adult Yeah, and you're probably, all children. Probably should. Probably should. All right, so you want to go to a hospital? If that's an option in this game. Well, the old Sawbones in town in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> the Sawbones, huh? the, old, the old Sawbones. Oh, God. With his shingle out. Um... <laughs> He wants $250 to kill Bobby's arm poisoning. Well, for for God's sake, Muhammad Ali's a millionaire. He can pay that. You guys only have $300. Oh, bullshit. You only have $300. Bullshit. Come on. Okay, well, I guess I have to pay for it because I don't want Bobby to die. Okay. Well, we'll leave it off there with Bobby's arm poisoning being cured. (laughs) And you guys with only $50. Ugh. Muhammad Ali is not a very good benefactor for this quest. No. I mean, he's the visionary. He's the prophet. <laughs> he's the prophet. He's oh my god. he's the madman who has the vision. You can You can't d- rely on him. He's not the he's not the He's a billionaire. He's not the infrastructure guy. He's not the Oh my god. Whatever. Whatever. All right, let's talk about... You, John the Baptist couldn't be a CEO, and you know it. I know he couldn't, but Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali. He's got more money than than John the Baptist, probably. I don't know how much money John the Baptist had, uh, now that I think about it. Although he did eat crickets with honey, so probably not a lot. Well, how expensive were crickets? I, I assume that he just found them around and ate them. Well... But I don't actually know. Maybe he went to the cricket market. I'm sure he did. <laughs> it's like, I'm too busy baptizing people to right. catch my own crickets. Like, Yeah, I gotta go get them by the bag full. I'll, I'll pay a little bit. Do you have any honey crickets today? Well, they don't sell them pre-honeyed because then they stick to the bag. <laughs> Here, it's like Lungibles. We, we, we give you a, a sack of crickets and a sack of honey and you have to put them together. Yep. <laughs> the record starts off with Muhammad Ali's theme song. Which is simultaneously the best and possibly the most confusing song on the album. Oh my god, it's definitely the best. It's definitely the best. But it's also like, what am I listening to? Yeah. The theme song, it consists of Muhammad Ali asking, Who was responsible for various events during the Revolutionary War and only the Revolutionary War? (laughs) Such as, Who put the crack in the Liberty Bell? Ali. And then the chorus will come in and say, Ali. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, who did the ride of Paul Revere? Which seems like the that question, Paul Revere. the answers to the question. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Ali. Ali. And uh, who is responsible for the Boston Tea Party? Ali. Ali. But then during the chorus, we're told. Ollie's always getting blamed for things he didn't do but just because he likes to scrap and maybe sometimes do So this this triumphant theme song that is written in the style of like the rocky theme and stuff yeah. like that like it's it's it really pumps you up if you it's, just listen to the music yeah if you <laughs> only listen to the music if you listen to uh, the- it it like it gets you it gets you moving but then the lyrics instead of being like like the shaft theme who's the the bad motherfucker Just talk about Shaft. It's just this Rashomon song about the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War, and uh, and and it points out Ali wasn't even there. Yeah, one of the lyrics just say Ali wasn't there. If you actually look into this shit, you'll see that other people were responsible for this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But Ali keeps getting blamed for it, and we're here to set the record straight. But all these things are like stuff that generally in America we consider to be good things. Yeah. Like the crack in the Liberty Bell, we're weirdly proud of. It's it's the like a cultural ra- thing. The midnight ride of Paul Revere never happened, but it's a, like a cultural touchstone yes, think of if... our history. The 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 Boston Tea Party is like one of the main big rebellious woo motherfucker America type things, and all of this stuff is just like, hey, don't bring this on Muhammad Ali. Even though, again, he's the guy in the court in the verses who's bringing this stuff on yeah, him. It's like, <laughs> He's, he's, oh my God. He's like, uh, he's like Donald Trump and that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. He'll say something and then other people have to go in and be like, that's not what he means. That's not what he means. It's all, he, he was sarcastic. It's a joke. What, he can't tell a joke? He can't tell a joke? What, what, what's wrong with you? Well, and then the chorus ends with lines about, if you look closer at the events, maybe, <laughs> maybe the blame can be shared. So it sounds like, like mean maybe- <laughs> If if we can't clear Ali entirely, there were others there. At there least. were at least other people. Let's 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 put let's put the right perspective on this. Other people contributed to these events. Okay, let's not blame Ali entirely for these things. Come on. Do you uh do you think there were cut verses from Ali's theme song
1: <laughs> that were oh, like
0: absolutely who incited the British to fire at the Boston Massacre? <laughs> Ali Ali. Who threw the rocks? Very first. <laughs> who, who was the one to cast the first stone? Holly! No, that's a Christian reference. He wouldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's Okay, so this was something we were actually able to find out. The reason why there are so many Revolutionary War references is because they, I guess they found out at some point that this record was being released... Around the same time as the bicentennial. Oh, that's right, it was seventy six. Yeah, the celebration of the formation of, of America. So they added all this stuff in to celebrate that in the middle of their tooth decay okay. PSA. Why well, this for song kids. was previously on something else. Or was, was it? used in something else. I don't know. Um but it is it is played at least three times during this. It's played this... twice. Oh, and I think it's it's played three times because it's played once at the beginning. It's played once in the middle when they start on their quest. It fades out before it plays the whole thing. And then they play it over the credits. I must have tuned out before the credits. Okay, okay. But yeah, but it's... it's, And you get excited whenever it comes on because it's so good. It's a great tune. It's a great tune, but the lyrics are just bizarre. It's just so odd. Do you think <laughs> Muhammad Ali... Mm-hmm. should have been in Hamilton because he was he <laughs> was an integral integral part He didn't part. do any of those things though. If you look into it, there's enough blame to spread around. I mean <laughs> every legend He has, wasn't even there. Every legend has a grain of truth. <laughs> this is why this is why Hamilton is secretly racist because they didn't spend enough time talking about the great achievements of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. in the Revolutionary War. Oh my God. Yeah, no, of course Muhammad Ali should be in Hamilton. I, I, after listening to this record, I'm convinced Muhammad Ali should be in everything. Muhammad Ali should have been in Star Wars, just as himself, <laughs> not not as a character. I he don't should want have him been play Han Solo or anything. I want. Han Solo and Luke And then they're like What How can we escape This death star Muhammad Ali What do you think And he hasn't been In the movie up until That point And he just The camera zooms over To him and he's like I got you And he punches the wall out And they go through Thanks Muhammad Ali Don't mention it Save the princess (laughs) I was gonna say uh, Instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi It could just be Muhammad Ali Oh my god That'd be great too Help me champ You're my only hope (laughs) That's a name I've not heard in a long time. A <laughs> Cassius, long Clay. time. <laughs> Cassius Clay. Cassius <laughs> Clay. Hey, do you know him? Well, of course I know him. It's me. He was yeah, me. Your, he, it was me. Here, each of vegetables. <laughs> this is narrated by the famous sports announcer from the 60s, 70s, what have you, Howard Cassell. Howard Cassell, Who yeah. With a very distinct voice. I'll always remember. I've I've never heard Howard Cosell before now. Okay, but I always remember Howard Cosell because of one of my favorite movies of all time, Better Off Dead. There are two foreign exchange students who learn English by listening to Howard Cosell, <laughs> okay. and uh, the John Cusack turns to the camera at one point because he's in between them who are saying everything like this, and his girlfriend, who can't speak English at all. And he's like, so you tell me which is worse, not being able to speak English or only being able to speak Howard Cosell. <laughs> so that's that's all I know about Howard Cosell until I heard this record. And Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali were bosom buddies. Oh, were they really? Yeah. So it starts off, after the theme song fades, uh, the gang is having a meeting, presided over by Donnie. Now, this is apparently not Muhammad Ali's gang yet No This is just the gang This is just the gang They haven't been given Their purpose yet They haven't given Apparently they do The same thing every year Yes Uh, It's for summer But Donnie wants to do Something different this summer Yeah The rest of the kids Point out that he says that Every summer And then they end up Doing the same thing anyway And uh, in one of my Favorite lines One of the kids asks What else can you do In the summer Besides swimming uh, Hanging out in the woods And making blueberry pie (laughs) <laughs> this is like some 50-year-old writer Who's like, what the fuck do kids do in the oh summer man. again? I guess it's not the Great Depression anymore So they're not working in the factories uh, I guess they're just swimming maybe I guess just mm-hmm. like hanging out in the woods And uh, making blueberry, making fresh blueberry pies uh, I, I hope they're making blueberry pies It's just about my lunch break, holy <laughs> shit It took me... Four hours to write that first song, <laughs> <laughs> and like we said, the the voice actors for the children are not good. Oh, they're awful. So you, you but to, even in that, there's a bit of there's a bit of joy and 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 uh, positivity to get because the reason why they're terrible is because they're just kids. Yeah, they're, they're just... clearly just kids. They got off the street. Yeah, they're not kids that have been groomed by some parents by some evil parents in a fucking corporation somewhere like you always get in commercials nowadays. They're just fucking street urchins that they yeah. gathered into their studio and fed them a couple sandwiches and let them, <laughs> let them yell into their microphones. <laughs> yeah. Outside the clubhouse, Tooth Decay and his sidekick Sugar Cuber are skulking around. Is it Cuber or Cuba? Sugar Cuber. Okay, I thought it was Cuba, like Cuba Gooding Jr. No. Okay. He could play him in the reboot. The $40 million yeah. reboot. They should stop making Muhammad Ali biopics and adapt this. Get Will Smith back to play him again. Tooth Decay is some sort of Eastern European ethnic sounding man. Yeah, he keeps, he keeps going back and forth between Russian and German for me, but I, he, no idea. And Sugar Cuber is like a dictaphone recording of a jive talking robot. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what his voice was supposed to be. He just sounds like a guy. He's just a guy with like uh, a dime store, not even a dollar store, a dime store voice changer that you pick up to tell your kid to shut up. Ali meets two children. Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali runs onto the scene and he meets two children. And wait, first they say, who's that guy running around with a giant toothbrush? Oh, it's the America's champion, Ali. Uh, so, Ali, just imagine Ali running around, and I imagine he's wearing his boxing oh, yeah, that's shorts the I, entire that's time. That's how I pictured him the entire time, yeah, is just... just... like, barely holding on to this gigantic, com- this comically large toothbrush, <laughs> running around looking for Mr. <laughs> Tooth Decay. I... It is... That image alone is in my head forever, and that makes the entire record worth it. I imagine like every time Muhammad Ali tries to open a door with his boxing gloves, <laughs> he like fumbles He's... with it for like a few minutes and he... then he just like motions for one of the kids to he like yes to been... prop the the toothbrush against. The wall next to the door, and he's just like t- with both gloves, trying desperately to work the latch. And every time he, every time he enters the room, he's pumping his ha- arms <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yeah, he's just jumping up and down, and his music plays every time. Of course, uh, the children immediately begun begin to praise Ali. Oh, immediately, yeah, because they're all, which of course is realistic. It is at this point in American history. It is, but the. <laughs> The adoration that these children show for Muhammad Ali yeah. is a little over the top. Sure. I, you're right. Children probably would react like this, but because it's this is a script, oh, yeah. and it's tailored for Muhammad Ali's ego, yeah. it's a little striking. Sure. The kids run out to tell their friends, and Ali, like a fucking creep, asks if he can go with them. Yeah, he's like, can I, can I join your gang? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to help out. I need to murder this tooth decay man, but <laughs> let me see what you kids are up to. Uh, I, I made the comment: Ali's voice is, is beautiful to listen to. It is. He's just got a he's just got a beautiful voice. I will say, there's this weird thing where, with the exception of his theme song, where Ali is clearly super into that yes. song, with every other bit of dialogue versus song things, you can tell there's a difference in the sound of his attitude in the recording. Yes. So when he's doing his dialogue, he is into it. He is pumped up. Very earnest. Very earnest. He's not the best actor, but he he is playing himself and he's doing it fine. He believes in his holy quest. In his holy quest against Tooth Decay. But every once in a while, and in fact just in a couple of minutes here, it cuts over to a song sequence. And in the song sequence you can tell those recordings were done at a different time. And he is suddenly Way more tired Yes Just just Everything is way more low energy It's at the end of a long day Maybe he just got back from a press tour Maybe it's on a different day Maybe it's all the same day And this is just the last thing they recorded Maybe he didn't like the script Maybe, maybe he didn't like the song But like Dialogue Super pumped The song comes on Oh god Yeah <laughs> The kids take Ali to their clubhouse. Yes. Where in unison, the kids announce how big and handsome Muhammad Ali is. Yes. And also in the background, we randomly hear a bunch of chickens clucking. Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed that because I was like, why well, aren't we in their clubhouse? Why are there so many goddamn chickens in the clubhouse? That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> Muhammad Ali is so. Muhammad Ali is using subtle audio cues. <laughs> oh, like he was the director of this. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, no, he was the visionary. I believe it more and more that this was <laughs> Muhammad I, Ali. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Muhammad Ali <laughs> Tooth Autour. Ali announces he's trained to fight Mr. Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber. Yes, uh, the kids, the kids beg Ali to help kill these men. <laughs> well, the kids, the kids want in on it. They want yeah. to train to fight uh, Sugar Cuber and, yeah. and, and Tooth Decay. Too. They, they, they are joining Muhammad Ali's holy crusade. Yes, to Kill the concept of Tooth Decay. The concept of Tooth Decay in, in in Persona. Which I believe... He's one of the Eternals from the Sandman comics. True. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I believe even if Muhammad Ali were to punch this man to death... Yes. He would just reincarnate in of some other form. Of course. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. So that's why Muhammad Ali was around during the Revolutionary War is because this is an eternal battle. Um, <laughs> this has been going on since the dawn of time. Imagine if... In the Sandman comics, in, in, in Preludes and Nocturnes, instead of trying to get Death and accidentally getting Dream, they tried to get Death and accidentally got Tooth Decay. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had this weird green Eastern. There's some album art, I should mention, yeah, uh, where, uh, on the YouTube video where it shows Tooth Decay and he looks like a little green man with a mustache and a purple robe. Yeah, uh, and and so you just have this green man with a purple rope inside this like summoning circle. Let me out! I need to rot teeth. And instead of of having a bunch of weird dream diseases, everyone just has really good dental health for the next like <laughs> fifty to a hundred years or however long he was captured there. And then Muhammad Ali finally finds him in the basement after he's, <laughs> after he's knocked out the elderly occultist. Um, exactly, and he's like. I know it's better if you're in here boy. I was made to fight you <laughs> I was made to fight you it's my quest and then he ends up breaking the circle by accident the guy breaks out and instead of eternal waking the the bad guy gets just eternal, eternally decaying yeah. teeth which is all he's so old anyway it's already too late but you know it's the thought that counts exactly <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is, that does that whole segment did not make any sense if you haven't read Sandman so go read this, Sandman this is my plug for Sandman well you haven't even read Sandman I've read Preludes and Nocturnes you've read one out of ten <laughs> <laughs> well Preludes and Nocturnes has my stamp of approval it's a very good book the entire series is tremendous yeah and they say the kids say this will be our summer this will be our summer project mm-hmm. but Ali tells them this is a lifelong battle mm-hmm if you're, this is, he says. He, I wish it was as easy as a summer project, kids. This is the forever war. This is the. For, <laughs> this is the forever war. This is this. Tooth decay is the real Satan. I He's, I feel like Muhammad Ali should have tried to dissuade the kids a little more, be like, No, you don't want this life. You don't want this burden. because uh, <laughs> once you start fighting, you can't stop. This is this is the the this is the the real weight of Atlas this is this is this is something you will carry your entire life once you ed- go down this road you can never go back do you want the red pill or the blue pill <laughs> think carefully before you make this choice um is what I'm about to say a profitable bit <laughs> Say it, and we'll figure it out. You can always cut it out later. Do you do you think, as part of the initiation into Ali's holy crusade, uh-huh. the children were castrated? I'm not sure what the fuck that would have to do with tooth decay. All it'll do is distract them. No, you. I don't think that happened at all. <laughs> I think maybe their tonsils got taken out. Well, I don't. Well, I don't see what that has to do with tooth decay. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right, they probably weren't. The kids have to give up sugary foods. At least let them have their downstairs jollies as they grow up. <sighs> <laughs> I just want to point out, you can't eat sugary foods if you don't have hands. <laughs> so maybe that's not the only thing Muhammad Ali has taken away. That's true. Although or, they can't they can't, Bobby. they can't pick up a sword if they don't have hands. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby, do you want to play the game a little bit more? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How are things going there? Uh, you have fifty dollars of food. All everyone's alive, yes. except for Bobby, who doesn't have hands. So but now he's, you're, but he's okay. He's he's alive and he's fine. Okay. Uh, Once we uh, convince the this this asshole Muhammad Ali to give us more money, uh, we'll we'll get you some prosthetics. So Let's keep going. You travel, you yeah. travel, you travel. You come to a river. And Muhammad Ali asked you kids if you want to try to cross it, if you want to find a helicopter, or if you want to build a bridge. (laughs) It's the summer. We need something to do. Let's build a bridge. Okay. Uh, What do you use to build a bridge? Do you you chop down some trees, or do you uh, use your wagons? Do you take your wagons apart? Uh, Well, we need our wagons, so let's chop down some trees. Okay. Uh, You deforest the entire region. Well that's that's going a little bit far. You have your army is 6 million strong <laughs> and everyone cuts down one tree. I don't I have 4 kids and one Muhammad Ali. Where's this 6 million strong come from? Well, you can't take care of 6 million children. This is a this is a microcosm of the greater crusade. Oh, okay. what? <laughs> this was not a very well-defined quest. So, uh, you you create an ecological nightmare for miles. It doesn't really affect you, but uh, uh-huh. the the entire area for decades to come is affected by a mini dust bowl. Oh my god! Uh, but you guys get across. That's good. And you make a really, really chunky bridge because you have all this wood <laughs> left over. <laughs> it's not wide. It's, it's, it's just you're chunky. You can get like two people across at a time. It's just really thick. This this game is fucking with me. <laughs> I There's a reason why it's not that popular. So you go across the bridge, you're traveling. I go across the very chunky bridge. You're traveling, you're uh, traveling. Mark. You come across a camp of people with very bad teeth. Oh no. And Muhammad Ali wants to go and try to convert them. Okay? Are you are do you want to do this with the champ? Do you want to are you down for this? Or is there any detail about what kind of people they are? Just people with bad teeth. They're subhuman. Monsters—the only kind of people who wouldn't brush their teeth. They're—they're <laughs> they're like nuclear mutants. Nuclear mutants uh, mm. with long straggly hair and terrible mm. teeth. Well, uh, let's send HP over there see if he can talk. Okay. to Okay. HP gets him to take few free toothbrushes. Good. He demonstrates how to use them. Great. Oh no! They stabbed him with the toothbrushes. Oh no! Now they're eating his flesh. Oh no! Oh no! Ugh. Uh, do you guys run, do you guys uh, kill them, or do you do you keep trying to convert them? I think we kill them, probably, because okay. they're killing people with toothbrushes. You wipe That's not how you use those. You wipe out the settlement of 130 people. Great. Uh, well, they were using toothbrushes in a way unsanctioned by the American Dental Association, so they deserved to die. True. And in the middle of the pile of bodies, mm-hmm. you erect a giant toothbrush monolith. Of course we do. And you set it ablaze <laughs> As a single to the rest of Christendom. Oh my god. About the holy wave that is coming. <laughs> I've never understood the idea of erecting monoliths and then setting the monoliths on fire. Usually you don't. Yeah. Uh, but Muhammad Ali wants some pizzazz. He wants some pizzazz, so he chose something akin to people who hunt people who look like him. I mean, it's the toothbrush isn't a cross. It's... Yeah, but like erecting a thing and burning it—that's technically that's generally a them kind of a thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> going to argue with the computer game, Billy. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I'm I just saying. I'm have, just telling. I you have what some happened. issues with the with the path that these programmers put in. Well, <laughs> remember the original title of the game? I don't know that it was that's, made with that's, the best conscience. That is true. I I'm starting to wonder if this was if if Muhammad Ali even got like final approval on this game. So you guys travel, travel, we're, traveling. we're travel. traveling. You're now somewhere in the middle of the United States. Yeah, and you see in the Midwest giant free range teeth, just running out on the prairies, out on the plains, as nature meant it to be. Yep, just big molars with mm. four skinny legs, just prancing about. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali wants to go ride one. Uh, do, you, do you encourage the champ? I, I'm not going to encourage the champ. I feel like th- those those are wild and free. Teeth that haven't been tainted by the touch of man. I feel like we should let them be as nature intended them to be. Muhammad Ali puts a boxing glove hand on the shoulder of whichever child told him that. Mm-hmm. And agrees with him. Aww. Gives him a little kiss on the forehead. Cute. And they travel on. Sweet. Alright, let's get back to the album. See, that was a happier way to stop off than with poor Bobby's hands turning black. Well, HP is dead. Well, HP was a racist anyway, 130, so fuck him. 130 people are dead. Yeah, but they were inhuman monsters. True. Yeah. So after this, Richie Havens, uh, who is a sort of a folk rock sort of guy, I guess, played at Woodstock. I think he was the opening act at Woodstock. Okay. uh, Is also on this album. And -hmm. I'm not sure where, but my guess would be this song. Maybe he plays the guitar. Maybe he's doing the vocals. Because like you said, it doesn't sound like Ali. Well, it sounds like him. But he doesn't yeah. have the same energy. No, he's he's a, he's a lot uh, lower energy. He sounds like he just woke up or is begging to go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, and the song is about how amazing and dangerous Muhammad Ali is. Yeah, this is where the Chuck Norris joke comparison really comes in. Yeah, he's like, I'll make medicine sick. Yeah, um, is, is yeah. I, I'll I, uh, I'll eat a railroad spike for breakfast. That's right. Which you know is not very good advice if you're promoting tooth health. Well, that's how strong his teeth are. Yeah, I get it, but like that's that's I'm setting unrealistic expectations for kids. No, every kid. That's what the training is. It's making. <laughs> it's like once you get to a high enough level where you can bite through a railroad spike, then you're finally at the plane of the internal eternal tooth walker. Kids, if you practice good tooth health, then you too can become members of a freak show. You can eat railroad spikes, put nails through your eyeballs, pick up cinder blocks with your lips, the whole shebang. He gets a few he gets a dig in at George Foreman. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> there's a very bizarre part where there's an echo effect. For no reason. Oh, that's just right. Done, just on a couple words, like that's right. I remember that. Toothbrush, brush, 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 brush. That was so bizarre. And it's only like it only happens like twice. Yeah, but it was so. And I, I wrote, I wrote down at that point. This is such a weird experimental thing. The whole, the whole thing is, but especially this song. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like this is gonna sound cool. It doesn't. No, but like, and the, the music, the backing music for the song is sort of like a more psychedelic. A little bit uh, groovier type of thing, yeah. Which is is that why you think that that that, that guy might have is been Richie there? Havens? Yeah, yeah. The kids speak in union. Un- you, the kids speak in unison constantly, constantly, and it's unnerving. Yes, at the beginning they weren't doing that, but the more time they spend with Muhammad Ali, the more time the writers apparently decided that they should not be devoting to the kids, so they mm. make them all say everything at once together. In fact, originally when the kids are all talking together. There's a gag that there are two kids who always talk the same time because yeah. they're twins. But now all the kids are talking together and before the kids were all making fun of the twins for that. So I I don't, whatever. <laughs> it's a language disease like in Pontypool. It's like a weird mix of uh Pontypool and us. Just like a <laughs> whole crowd of people all coming all like walking in a in a in a line up towards their heroes of this horror movie going, Hello everyone, we're all talking together. You will become one of us I like to think it's because after they join Ali's crusade, yeah. it's they realize that they're part of a whole and not individuals. <laughs> and spiritually, they're connected now. They must be they, like the teeth. The yes. teeth all work together, and exactly. so, so must they. They're all part of one mouth. I'm sure their hierarchy is like... Uh, by cuspid's canines incisors. molars yeah. i don't know how that ranking would go no i don't but, um, know. where are the two where are the two teeth in front there i'm not sure uh, i just know the sharp ones are the canines okay and i should i assume that would be the military wing
1: the military this. wing or the which canines which it would all
0: be a military wing cuz it's a crusade oh yeah, yeah 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 but yeah yeah no this is a very violent revolution yes yeah uh the kids pledge their fealty to Ali's crusade, yes. and Ali is like, "Let me take you to meet somebody." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, tooth decay and sugar Cubers scheme oh, to. Oh man, I forgot to talk about one of my favorite bits. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so during that song, as it starts off, and Muhammad Ali is is saying all those things like, "When I do a push up, the earth—I just push the earth back," and all all this all this stuff. After every one of those lines, they recorded the kids going, doing a sound of astonishment <laughs> once. Very clearly, they only recorded them doing it once. But they play the same sound clip after everyone. I felt like I was losing my goddamn mind because after everything is is it is says, uh, I got bit by a snake and the snake died. Whoa. Every time, exactly. Oh, oh, I, oh! I didn't notice that. Oh my god! But now I need to go back and listen to it because I fucking love that. <laughs> it's, it's like that part in it, Wild at Heart when Nick Cage is doing his Elvis song, exactly like and that. David Lynch has like a crowd roar sound like hooked up on a key to his of his Casio, and he just yeah. like keeps pressing it. Yeah, but when he did that, it was intentional. Yeah. it was intentionally creating this this sort of weird dissonance in your head when you're watching it. This unintentionally did the same thing to me. Where, like, I've never... I don't think I've ever seen something achieve Lynch levels of weirdness unintentionally. God, it... it oh my God, I can't... It's not that it made me mad. I know it's, I sound mad, but it, it didn't make me mad. I just... I. I felt untethered from reality for a little bit. This just listening to that this whole thing is only very tenuously connected to reality.
1: <laughs> I was this,
0: oh man this whole thing sort of it feels like something that's on the edge of like between two realities where it's like <laughs> yeah it's like again very be- much like Lynch. This could belong in our world or it could belong in this other stranger world. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, 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 I recommend that you listen to that song again, and listen to the kids going, because they're not even saying, wow, there's a, ah, oh, like, fucking Link from Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tooth decay and sugar sugarcuber scheme to, uh, <laughs> feed children candy? It's, they're gonna, they're gonna find a corner in the clubhouse, so they said, I only need, I don't. I only need to start in one corner. Natasha, tell Fearless Leader, I'm going into the corner. (sighs) And then Tooth Decay recites a poem about destroying teeth. When I listen to this, I listen to it right after having kind of a big lunch, and I just drank a Coke, as I'm drinking a Coke now. And they keep talking about, give me this... Really, actually, kind of solid advice over the course of the of the, of the record. Yeah, no, this is legitimate dental advice. It's this not is legitimate like, dental advice. It's it, not it's not fake. But like the stuff about like don't don't eat all sugary foods. Yeah, make sure you eat your good stuff before you eat, you eat uh, dessert. Brush your all, teeth after meals. Brush your teeth after meals. Which I think that that's been changed now. I think you're not supposed to brush your teeth after every meal. I don't know because like it breaks down the enamel faster or something like that. I don't know. But like you know general generally good advice for kids and uh, i had this i didn't notice it when i started listening to it but the more i was listening to this the more i felt like this sort of the gummy sugary residue you get in your mouth after yeah. drinking coke and i was like man i got to run home and brush my teeth <laughs> jesus it works <laughs> it works oh my god <laughs> i'm be i'm being uh- Fuck! What's that? What's that word? Indoctrinated. I'm being indoctrinated by Muhammad Ali versus tooth decay. Holy shit! See, it works. It did. Do you think that when this record came out, mm-hmm. and I don't, what I really wanted to find was how this was distributed. Like, did you have to go into yeah. a record store and buy this? Was it like given out by dentists? Was it? Because I can't imagine any child being like man, I love Muhammad Ali, I want to hear what he has to say about Tooth Decay. Yeah, that's a good question. I, th- I if, if I were to guess, I would say that this was probably given out as... Or, maybe like or, schools? Or, yeah, given out to schools, maybe sold as like a, a special record that you would get on the checkout line at your local grocery store or something like that. A lot of comic book PSAs are distributed that way rather okay. than being on the stands. So I would imagine that it would be a lot like a comic book PSA. You you just get the you'd be going out the door, but I I do like the idea of instead of uh, at you're you're a kid going to the dentist and on your way out instead of getting a sticker or like a little pog or whatever the hell dentists give out these days colored pencils, instead you get like a whole record of Mah- yeah. of your favorite boxer Muhammad Ali uh, hanging out with Frank Sinatra <laughs> and Ozzie Davis Frank Sinatra yeah. Wow, old blue eyes! <laughs> you the know. chairman of the board! <laughs> Young John Mulaney was very impressed. <laughs> As the children's crusade processes, yes. the kids realize that two of them have broken away and stopped to get ice cream. Yes, because it's a hot day. It's a hot day. It's the summer. And Muhammad Ali is horrified. Yes. Horrified. Oh, we, well, we in the previous conversation, by the way, we learned that Tooth Decay and Sugar Kuba have uh, a hammer and chisel that they're planning to use on teeth. Yep. I, I noted that. But anyway. Muhammad Ali rushes to stop them. Yep. Yeah. And he berates the shop owner, who is voiced by Frank Sinatra. That makes sense. I forgot about that character the minute he left the, the scene. Gotcha. So that's probably why. And the shop owner says, it's hot, and the kids should be allowed to eat ice cream. And Ali says, there's a lot of sugar in ice cream, and that causes tooth decay. It does. True. Yeah. But, I, I mean... I thought this was a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought, hey, it is a hot day. Kids are only kids once. Yeah. Kids' bodies bounce back from shit better than adults let them eat cake like like let of course make them eat their vegetables first they got to grow up big and yeah. strong but l- after the food after after lunch let them eat fucking ice cream man. also just cuz you're the fucking heavyweight champion of the world doesn't mean you get have dominion over these strange kids <laughs> exactly exactly See, that's why Ali is positioned as the prophet he's the one who <laughs> Lays down the law. He's the right, one who right. establishes. And when the prophet says no ice cream, yeah. at least not this ice cream, and not this ice cream, not this ice cream. This, we'll we'll, but we'll I, get to that. I'll take you somewhere else, and we'll get something better. Yeah, he says we'll get something better, and I was like, bet the shop. <laughs> the shopkeep finally realizes he's talking to Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. It's only then that he understands all the talk about tooth decay. <laughs> So I like to imagine that in this universe Muhammad Ali is known just as much for his his fight against Tooth Decay right. as he is for his boxing. Apparently there was a TV version of this where they had an actual boxer playing Tooth Decay. Okay. So that they could do a a live choreographed fight. Okay. Between Muhammad Ali and Tooth Decay where Muhammad Ali knocks him out. I don't think this entire story was recreated in live but action. But just that. But probably just the fight bit. So we need to look that up at some point, see if we can find that, and see if, if the guy had a green face. Maybe, hopefully. A purple cloak. And and next the children begin to mock the shopkeeper. <laughs> for not getting it before this. Yeah. <laughs> they insult him. Then they tell him they're starting a campaign against Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber. Mm-hmm. And here's where you should have realized that this was Frank Sinatra. Okay. Because one of the kids refers to the shopkeeper as Old Blue Eyes. Uh, I do remember that, and I was like, this is such a random thing. Why is this here? Well, what's insane is now this shopkeeper is not just played by Frank Sinatra. It is Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Of course. Muhammad Ali runs around... Fighting tooth decay, Frank Sinatra spends his off time selling ice cream to kids. I need to get away from it all. I'm going to go sling some cream for the kiddos. But then. He's the Manchurian ice cream man. Also, so since this is the real Frank Sinatra, if those kids, if those kids talked to old Frank the way they did. He would have him fucking killed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Frank Sinatra would have his goons... <laughs> who are s- presumably working as soda jerks. And Don Rickles is just in the corner, like, flipping through magazines. Oh, of course, yeah, uh, always. Yeah, he would have these goons, like, kick their teeth out. <laughs> yeah, you're worried about tooth health? Well, now you don't gotta fucking worry about it, you little punk. <laughs> I hear you was talking smack to old Blue Eyes. You think I'm stupid? Who's bleeding? <laughs> You're stupid, yeah. Take this silk napkin. Wipe, wipe yourself up. And uh, Frank Sinatra begins to excitedly talk about how he... Oh, I have to tell Sammy. When old Dino hears about this. Oh, uh, all of this stuff is making sense to me now. I just thought this random ice cream shop guy was talking about his stupid friend. I also can't help but imagine... <laughs> Frank Sinatra picking up the phone. Yeah. Calling Sammy Davis Jr. and being like And nerding out about Muhammad Ali. Sammy you'll never guess what happened. The champ came into my ice cream shop. <laughs> What's that, Frank? You have an ice cream shop. <laughs> Why do you have an ice cream shop, Frank? <laughs> yeah, or Sammy it's... Davis Jr.'s a little Paul in. The champ came and he told me to <laughs> brush my teeth. <laughs> Wow, that's a great story, Frank. I've been telling you that for years, Frank. (laughs) And there's a nice bit of acting by Frank Sinatra. Oh, Uh, is there? (laughs) Yeah, there is. I really liked it. The man was an actor, too, and he was in quite a few movies. Yeah, he was in quite a few movies. I don't think I've ever seen one. I recommend The Manchurian Candidate. That's probably the best acting I've ever seen from him. And I also recommend Guys and Dolls, even though he's a relatively small part of it. I did see Guys and Dolls. He is... He's a lead. Yeah, but like... Marlon Brando was the lead. He yeah. is a lead. Yeah, there's, there's a difference. He's fucking Nathan Detroit. <laughs> yeah, but still. I'm just Guys saying Ma- Marlon Brando has a way bigger part. Yeah. Guys and Dolls was the first play I ever did and one oh. of my only musicals. Well, there you go. I played Sky Masterson. Great. Uh, I, that's... I was not good. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, it's, it's a fun movie. It's not the best. It is. But it's good. And I've read the book Manchurian Candidate, so I've always wanted to see the movie. I, I I definitely recommend. I've never seen the remake with Liev Schreiber and Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington, but the original with Frank Sinatra and What's His Nuts yeah. is great. What are you crazy? You want to shoot a senator? <laughs> <laughs> Let me slap you around a bit. Uh, there's 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 remarkably less slapping around than you'd expect, but um, yeah, suck them one good, Frank. And I've seen Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I have seen *Oceans Eleven as well, and uh, that movie is just kind of that's crap. yeah, that's a yeah. garbage movie. It's a garbage movie, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had a lot. That's I'm sure they had a lot of fun. I'm sure it was like grown-ups oh, yeah. back then, where it's like let's get all our buddies together. That's basically what my impression of every Rat Pack movie is. Is every in every Rat Pack movie that I've ever seen, uh, like even even like little clips of. Everyone is no-selling every part of it, except for Sammy Davis Jr., Boiser. who is working so damn hard. He's a consummate professional. He Dean was. Martin's not giving it. He's, uh, he's good in Rio Bravo. Yeah, but Rio Bravo was a chance he got to play not Dean Martin. True. When he's hanging out with Frank Sinatra, they're all like, hey, look at this. Hey, Dean, you want a drink? Of course I do. They're, they're, you know it. Yeah, playing up how much of a fucking alcoholic he was. Uh, but the nice bit of acting comes when... Uh, Frank is apparently already on the phone to somebody whose name I did not recognize, but he says the full name as if, as like if kids are know. supposed to go yeah. like, of course. Right. Uh, but he goes, uh, yeah, the champ is in my store, standing on my floor of my, 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 my store. And I'm surprised Frank Sinatra <laughs> put forth that much effort into sure, the role. Sure, sure. Uh, and it worked pretty well. I liked it. Good for um, Frank. And Frank Sinatra would apparently only ever do one take. That seems about right for Frank. So... Nailed it on the first try, obviously. Good for Frank. No, yeah, Sinatra was a huge douchebag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not a good man. Huge, huge douchebag and definitely tied to the mob. Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Ali, Ali uh, Shanghai's these children. They are press-ganged into this crusade. Mm-hmm. He puts them all on a bus and drives them to a house on top of a small mountain. It's never... Howard Cassell never calls it a farm But it's clearly a farm It's clearly a farm Because there are like a lot of farm animals And they talk about having a lot of crops And here comes my absolute favorite part Of the album It's pretty great I laughed harder than I have in years <laughs> Muhammad Ali is looking around the farm Oh my god And he's waxing poetic about what he sees Someone wrote this <laughs> And Ali delivers it. Ali, Ali's not like, this is this why the fuck am I saying this? No. He he, uh, he sells it. I might have to pull the audio and put it here, but um Okay. <laughs> Ali's looking around, he sees a chicken, he's like Hey, look at the chicken over there. I wonder what he would say if he could talk to us today. And looking at that chicken standing there on the side of the road, it looks like he's hitchhiking or something, huh? I bet his mother loves him too. It is the three most insane lines of dialogue. <laughs> Again, it does sound like something that would be in Wild at Heart. It sounds like something someone in, in the fire circle would say. Sort of. Or I can see Nicolas Cage like, that's how he. That's how we see he's deep or like how his quirkiness is like. Right, they're driving by and right. they see a chickens so what, what about are that, that chicken's chicken bus- thinking? <laughs> I bet that chicken mama loves it. Oh, you always say the darndest. You always say the most sweetest things, sailor. Who else would think of that? So <laughs> how I express my individuality along <laughs> with my snakeskin jacket. Um, but yeah, just, just <laughs> because I'm picturing Ali standing in a farmyard, right? Yeah, uh, silver shorts like he has on the cover, of course. Boxing gloves, a bunch of children about like. Seven to ten. Giant toothbrush. A giant toothbrush. And he's just standing there looking around. Just looking. Like, wondering what chickens would say if they could talk. <laughs> and the and familial just, bonds of poultry. Yeah, just speculating about a, <laughs> a hen's love for her chick. <sighs> Which, I don't know a lot about birds, but I don't... <laughs> I don't understand them to be super loving parents. I don't... Not in the same way humans are, anyway. I mean, golly gee willikers. What Uh, the hell? We're told that a black man of some years is on the porch of the house. (laughs) He's tall like an oak tree. His white hair is like the blinding snow tundra. I want Howard Cosell to do the audiobook for Uncle Tom's Cabin. (laughs) Okay. Um, one, Howard Cosell is dead. Yeah, I know. Uh, two, why? Because it I just used, just is. I just want to hear Howard Cosell loudly announcing that how many black people there are in any given scene. Well, this is the only time where, where color is mentioned. Yeah, I know. It it's seems just, they really want to 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 make this guy out to be this like this old wise Uncle Remus type. He's just he's just he's just out there. He's old as a tree, well, and he's he, he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. This man is Brother Saint John. Yes, voiced by Ozzy Davis. I thought so. For a no, very Ozzy Davis type part. Yes, and Ozzy Davis's beautiful mellow voice is Oh yeah, perfect. I'm always happy to hear from Ozzy Davis for no reason because the kids are ind- indistinguishable and have no personalities. No, there is a roll call where all the. <laughs> All the kids in the gang introduce themselves to Brother Saint John. They never did this for Ali. I don't think they were. Actu- I don't think they actually get to introduce themselves. I think doesn't Ali just name them? I can't recall. I think Ali names each of them, which is funny. Oh yeah, again, Ali does. I wrote they, it down. They never introduce themselves to Ali, but Ali, they don't get to say hi or anything. Ali just says these are the kids, and he names them off: Porky and Charles and Danu. <laughs> God told Ali the children's names. Of course, yeah. He's, that's, the, he's the prophet. That's part of how he got them to follow him. He's like, This is one of the miracles. When Muhammad Ali is, is inevitably canonized. Yes. This is this is uh this is one of the miracles that will be cited. And if this record is interested in pumping anyone other than Ali up, it's it's pharmacist. It's Farmer St. John. Brother St. John. <clears throat> Brother St. John. They, are, they think that Brother St. John is the coolest person yeah, in the world. They're marveling at his fruit trees, at his uh, organic garden. Mm-hmm. And here's something that's important to point out. Yeah. Ossie Davis says, vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> vegetables. Vegetables. And Brother St. John, we're going to learn, is sort of like a black sage hippie. He's a uh, magical black man. Sort of, except he loves organic stuff and the hippy-dippy lifestyle. Yes, he loves the the farming, self-sufficient lifestyle. And dental hygiene. And dental hygiene. Those are his two things. Yes. Uh, Brother St. John tells children how bad candy and such things are. Brother St. John makes all his own food, including ice cream. Yes, he makes organic, homemade ice cream. Yes. He's all about the natural lifestyle and oral health. Probably makes his own bricks. Yep. Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber continue to scheme and bring in a third party, Willie Plack, who I could not tell the difference between Willie Plack and Sugar Cuber. I could. Uh, Willie Plack seemed a little bit more street, a little bit more jive. And again, I at one point I thought Sugar Cuber might be British, just an indecipherable sound. It's in this, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's very confusing. Their plan, and this is fucking ingenious. They're going to put up around town posters of cakes and candy. Right. You know how you just like see pictures of cake. Downtown. Yeah. Uh, Or we're in the middle of PA. I see signs for sex shops all over the fucking place. And immediately I'm like, man, I gotta buy a dildo. I know of the one sex shop. In this town. If you drive around the state enough, they're everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with that. Sure. I'm it's just saying like, that I'm just saying I immediately see that sign and immediately I have to stick a dildo in my ass. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying <clears throat> appreciate the brick and mortar sex shops cuz someday someday <laughs> they'll all be gone. <laughs> well, and Adam and Eve will be the new Amazon. It's something unpredictable that in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Dildo. So. Yep. Their and their other plan is just to leave cakes and candy around the clubhouse. <laughs> Just random cakes and candy all over the place. They're like reverse mice. They put food in your, <laughs> in your nooks and crannies. Brother Saint John mobilizes the children to evangelize about oral health, including handing out literature to people. He's like, he's literally going. You need to get out there and spread the word. But he's, he's saying, kids, what can we do to talk to people about tooth decay? And the kids are like. The, they basically come up with the same plan that Tooth Decay to came up with, which is to put up, uh, to put literature everywhere, to put posters up, to leave pamphlets in places, yeah. give out, to harass people on the streets. Basically, this this is religious indoctrination. so say things yeah. like they're they're going to start handing out fake dollar bills with Bible verses written on them, except instead it's passages from the American Dental Association's website to people in, in restaurants instead of tips. All right, do you want to go back to the game? Do you want to play a few more rounds yes. of uh, when last we left off, had you guys crossed the river or had you obliterated the town of we subhumans? Did, we did both. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember what came last. Uh, what, what The last thing that happened was we were out looking over a prairie where a bunch of teeth were running free. That's right. And we had told Mike Tyson, don't bother Muhammad them. Muhammad Ali. I'm sorry. Why did I say that? Uh, Muhammad Ali. We told Muhammad Ali, don't bother them. Okay. So you guys travel, and you travel, yeah. and you travel. You're out of food. Oh, shit. Because you're out of money. Yeah. Because yeah. Muhammad Ali, he gave all your money to the teeth. Wait, he left our money to the to he, the wild teeth? He oh. threw it at them. The teeth don't know how to use money. I mean, it's a donation. Uh, okay, fine. So you're out of food. You're in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. hmm What do you do? Do you want to eat somebody? Uh. Do you want to... <laughs> Do you wanna dig in the ground for tubers? Do you wanna eat the horses? I guess uh, let's dig in the ground and see if we can find anything down there. No. What the fuck kinda of, what kind of plan is that? Just <laughs> dig and hope you strike food? It's an option in the menu. You got so yeah, it that doesn't mean it's right. You guys spend <clears throat> spend three weeks digging a pit straight down. Uh huh. And you don't hit anything. We're in the middle of a desert? You're just in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Can we use this pit to catch an animal and eat that? I don't think uh, an animal is going to run into like a gigantic hole in the ground. I think well, they're going to... We put leaves and shit oh, over You need to get out of this pit first. <laughs> it's like four miles down. I keep forgetting how, many, how much manpower we have. Yeah. <laughs> Digging constantly for three weeks, 24 hours a day, different shifts. Muhammad Ali does not help dig. He just oversees... And rants about tooth oral hygiene. Of course he fucking doesn't. So how do you get out of this pit? Do you sacrifice your your fellow crusaders and build a human ladder to get out? Do you do you pray to the tooth gods? Do you I guess we have to pray to the tooth gods. Or do you fill the hole with water? <laughs> Wait, we don't have food but we have water? You, <laughs> According to the game, you have a fire hose. (laughs) I have a fire hose? That you've just been dragging along with you that's connected to a... I wish the game would tell me these things To a hydrant back in Columbus. Uh, (laughs) It's still connected to a hydrant in Columbus? Yeah. Columbus. Holy shit. Uh, Wow. Um, Well, first let's pray to the Tooth Gods, see what they have to say. The Tooth Gods commune with Muhammad Ali. Okay. And he tells you guys... Is Muhammad Ali in the... In the pit with us. No, his... he was overseeing. Okay, uh, I have to apologize to our listeners for the hiccups that are going to be there are going to be pretty difficult to edit around here. I mean, I'll do my best. Yeah. The tooth gods tell Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. that if he sacrifices a fatted calf, Earth will launch all of the Crusaders out of the pit. If we had a fatted calf, we wouldn't need food. <laughs> well. <laughs> Muhammad Ali is gone for about another three weeks. Oh, good! And he comes back. How many uh, of us are dead at this point? I mean, a couple thousand. Oh, good. So you're a little bit further up the up the uh, hole because <laughs> the dead weight just nat- naturally shifts to the right, bottom. Right, right. Yeah, uh, we're, we're gradually filling up this mass grave.
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: How many strong did I say the army was? Six million? I think you said six million. Okay. Yeah. So, Ali returns from the wilderness. He has yeah. a big, long beard. And he's lost <laughs> He's lost a lot of mass. His his shorts are now hold, held up with a switch of willow bark. And he sacrifices the fatted calf. All of all of the children crusaders, the earth... It's like someone punches the earth. You're launched up into the air. And about a million of you die... As your bodies rain down and pelt the earth. <laughs> For miles and miles as you travel away from the hole the landscape is studded with the smashed bodies of children. Oh my god. Like cigarette butts stubbed out. <laughs> this is this is this is like a Clive Parker story. <laughs> like a little bit. I don't know who wrote it. So let's stop there. Jesus Christ. Oh, and also one of your guys died. Stan oh. died. Stan died? That's yeah. okay. He was a sexist prick. Uh, he was impaled on a tree. And he stole work from his other artists. He did. So <laughs> you yeah. have Bobby. You have No Hands Bobby. Yeah. And who was the other one? Joel? Uh, I don't remember. Let's, let's say Joel. Let's say Joel. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the weird thing about Brother St. John. I did one thing. Yeah. Brother Saint John is super hippy dippy. He's all like, "Yes, I my garden's all organic. I make everything myself. I control what goes in to what I make." Yeah. You know what's really great? Fluoride. Oh yeah, he's <coughs> really big on fluoride. Right. He's like you need to talk to your local municipality or whatever, yeah. and get a fluoridization program going. Oh, you're getting the fluoride in the water. Yeah. Yeah but he it's that's such a weird yeah mashup that, that is that's is super weird cuz it's usually not something that uh, nature people like they like fresh yeah. clear clean water that's why we have so many water purifiers and shit everywhere to get the fluoride out yeah. of the water cuz you know it's making the frogs gay it's it's there've long been fluoride conspiracies fluoride's a naturally occurring thing Sure like it just it's yeah. just found in nature um, right yeah I know I, I I thought it was like a chemical that we'd come up with. I thought so too for the longest time, but I read a I read the Skeptoid book mm-hmm. that uh, talks about a lot of popular conspiracies, and they mention talk about how it's just this naturally occurring thing, and sort of like lithium. Oh, there was just this like a town where it's like there are high traces of fluoride in the water, and they have better dental health than anywhere else in the state. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the fluoride that's doing this, and then sure. And there's actually this weird balance you need to get with fluoride because too much will turn your teeth yellow and like sort of make this like it also gives them like a hard crust I think mm-hmm. but it sort of makes like your teeth still don't get cavities but they they yeah. get discolored. It turns out that brother St. John used to be a dentist. That's right. Yeah, he he was he's a secret retired dentist. Yes. Come hippy dippy sage. And he's the guy who radicalized who radicalized Muhammad Ali Yeah, he's the one who gave him the giant toothbrush yeah. To keep in his back pocket So he always remembers his mission And apparently, as we learn later He also gave him a giant roll of dental floss I don't recall that That but... that comes up later As if Muhammad Ali at, at some point later on in the record Just mentions he also has a giant thing Of, of dental floss as, as if that was part of the conversation The whole time Gotcha. You no, know, It just comes up later Brother Saint John bangs on about oral health for a while, yes, and then he gives the children their own toothbrush necklaces as symbols of their holy quest. Toothbrush and necklaces, yes, yeah. which which makes sense because the the way that Mister Decay talks about toothbrushes, particularly the gigantic one, is very similar to the way the vampires talk, talk about crosses. Talk about crosses. So yeah, putting the toothbrush necklace yeah, for your mother's sake. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. So this is. It's just crazy the links that... Like, these children are seriously indoctrinated into a child army where their mission is to destroy Tooth Decay in this never-ending, forever war of good versus evil. Literally, yeah. No, That's that's exactly what this is. <laughs> Which is not, not obviously the way it's supposed to come across. No. But that is, is the way that we're choosing to interpret it. But remember, Muhammad Ali has press-ganged these children. He has abducted them. He has taken them away from <laughs> their parents. <laughs> On this bus to this remote farmhouse, where the cult leader now gives them their own identifying symbols. And right, yeah. Their names are now dead to them. Yes. They are now the gang. They are now the gang. They are they're Muhammad Ali's gang. Uh, Ali and his gang. And it's sort of like the legends of the Hashishan assassins, where it's like, Brother St. John lives in this uh, paradise, this great garden and the children marvel at up it up on you know, the like, hill up on the hill in yeah. the mountain so the children marvel at this paradise that they'll get to enjoy if they can yes be good soldiers in the name of oral health exactly we get a reprise of the historical theme that's right which prompted me to wonder if ali thinks tooth decay and company are royalist agents Like, maybe he's still fighting the Revolutionary War. Maybe he's just like... I mean, Mr. Tooth Decay is East, Eastern European, as we mentioned. Maybe he's a Hessian. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We don't We don't know how far back this goes. Maybe Mr. Tooth Decay shares the same origin story as the Headless Horseman in Johnny Depp's Sleepy Hollow. The kids arrive at the clubhouse, and two of them immediately, immediately within seconds, succumb, succumb to sin and eat some of the trap sweets that Mr. Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber have laid out. They just go inside the, the clubhouse and just see a sugar cake. They call it a sugar cake. They see a sugar cake sitting on the, on the table and just immediately, just immediately they shove that shit right into their pie hole. Yes. As much as this was a trap by Mr. Tooth Decay and Sugar Cuber... This is really on the kids. <laughs> I also believe this was a test by the Lord to, to sort of separate the by weak the ones Lord, out. the Lord Bicuspid. Cuspid. Yes to separate the weak ones out because these are the ones that are immediately like oh this cake wasn't here before but now it is I'm stupid and I'm weak of the flesh exactly so we're gonna weed you out right here yeah and so and one of the kids immediately gets a cavity within seconds just immediately just immediately which is another reason why I think this is divine punishment okay so so at this point there starts to be this weird thing where here's what I think happened this was a bit of a of a ramshackle operation they got Muhammad Ali in there for as many lines as they could get him in there and he eventually got tired some of the recordings are different times and these kids they got it off the street or something or maybe they were some of the producers kids or something they, they got them in there they they said their lines at a certain point they realized they had missed some lines from the kids okay the the kids had 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 had, had a couple more lines they needed to say just to set up Muhammad Ali's dialogue. And so, rather than finding these kids again and getting them back in, because, you know, it's not like they all sound the same. Yeah. They instead got some poor woman in the studio to do a high-pitched voice and pretend that 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 was one of the kids. Well, it fooled me. Yeah, because if if you listen to this, there are a couple of lines where... It'll be a kid talking, and then suddenly it'll be an, a, a, clearly an adult woman going, But Muhammad Ali, what's that? In I, exactly that voice. I just thought it was a shitty 70s child. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was sort of just like, yeah, that's what children sound like in the 70s. No, and it, it happens at least twice, maybe, not, maybe more, I'm not sure. But man, is, was it distracting to me. It was seamless to me. And then there's another point in this very same scene where Mike Tyson says something. Muhammad Ali. Fuck, what's wrong with me? Muhammad Ali says something, and then Muhammad Ali says immediately afterwards, Good point! (laughs) To to Muhammad Ali, and then they continue on. I don't remember that either. Yeah. but I wish I'd written down the exact line. Ali hangs a toothbrush near the door like lamb's blood during the tenth plague. Yes, it yes will ward against the danger of tooth decay, and that is where he says, "Oh, go back to the go back to the truck, get my dental floss right next to the toothbrush show them we mean business, gotcha and tooth decay and company are a bunch of bitches mm-hmm they are immediately defeated by Ali and the kids. Well, we started the story with them running for their lives from from Muhammad Ali yeah. there was there was no way this was going to end with them on on top true mm-hmm. What if it did? Oh, what my if, God. What if, this, what if this ended with... What well, if this was an epic tragedy like what if, Paul Bunyan or John Henry? What if Mr. Tooth Decay shot Muhammad Ali execution style in the back of the head <laughs> in front of the children and was like, This is your prophet! <laughs> well, that would be the last step in, in turning them into a new religion is... is yeah. Making a martyr out of the, uh, out of the prophet. But presumably, with the champion defeated, then tooth decay the would run rampant. I would imagine so. It would just a plague of rotting teeth across the world until the spirit of the champion can be reborn, much like the avatar. The kids talk about their fallen comrade, who is at the dentist where his spiritual weakness will be examined.: One of the girls in the gang is British. That's right. She yeah. is. That and, came out of nowhere. And I was just waiting for Muhammad Ali to like put his fist through her face. <laughs> She's like, motherfucker, I'm still fighting this war. <laughs> Who knocked the teeth out of the British kid? <laughs> Ali. Howard Cassell recites a poem about toothaches. Yes, he does. And how if you have one... You should start screaming Muhammad Ali's name. How many kids do you think were in the dentist getting drilled? And they're just like, Ali! <laughs> and the dentist was like, What the fuck is going on? But here's the thing. Muhammad Ali could hear him, hear, hear them, th- and he would get on a plane and fly to them. <laughs> but with travel time, he'd show up a couple days late and he'd show up to the dentist's office and he'd just cold cock the dentist. Now we, now the first narrative sort of ends. And yeah. Now, we, br- rather abruptly. Yes, and now we switch over to Howard Cassell calling a boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Tooth Decay, and Tooth Decay is portrayed as being Muhammad Ali's toughest opponent ever. Yeah, they, they even mentioned the George Foreman fight and the the who was the other guy? Uh, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. They mentioned Joe Frazier as well as like he's he's tougher than either of those opponents, which is a big character shift. Even even Tooth Decay himself is bragging to Sugar Cuba or sugar cuber about how tough he is he is yeah. and how he's going to beat my t- how he's going to beat Muhammad Ali and yet throughout this entire thing as we said tooth decay has been a huge pitch has <laughs> been a huge pitch let me tell you an important part of okay. fascism and propaganda okay you need to portray your enemy as both weak mm-hmm. and a threat that's true yes you need to Vilify them Mm -hmm. by going, like, they're so strong, they're so dangerous, you need our protection. We need to get rid of these people. But you also need to be, you need to say, they're weak, they're stupid, they're no good. Right. Like, don't even worry about them because it's so trivial. Right, right. So that's that's why the media is faking the polls, but also we're winning in the polls. I think that's the American Dental Association's <laughs> holy cult is doing with tooth <laughs> decay where it's like you can defeat them easily if you join together on our crusade
1: mm-hmm. and
0: band together to fight these people yes but, but he's also the but he's biggest also threat even the champ is yeah. going to have a hard time with this well that's, that's, that's where why he started by telling him this is not just a summer job this is the eternal struggle and Tooth Decay does knock Muhammad Ali down. He does. He gets the first punch in. Yep. Uh, he Muhammad Ali gets up and the pear trade blows in an incredibly boring fight. Uh, someone says a bunch of absolutely incomprehensible lines over a loudspeaker. Uh, yeah, there's, this is where I lost, com- just completely lost the plot. But I guess Muhammad Ali won. I, I, I guess. I wrote, oh, hey, Muhammad won. I'm so surprised. And the, the record ends with Howard Cosell reciting a poem. Howard Cassell claims that this is the greatest story ever told. Yep. So move over, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and the poem is about how Muhammad Ali punched a bunch of pies and milkshakes. That's right. That's yeah. right. He punched, yeah. he punched all the sugary treats away. I Muhammad Ali kicked the open the double doors of a Perkins <laughs> and just went to fucking town on the pie case. He went, to, he went to the governor's restaurant and says, Eat dessert first, I don't think so, motherfucker, and just tore the place up. And that's the end. That's the end of uh, the, the Adventures ends. of Ali and His Gang that's versus th- Mr. Tooth Decay. They play the theme song one last time as they as they talk about, thank they thank the American Dental Association. They talk about the people that were involved in making it. They play the theme song one last time and that's it. And thus ends possibly the greatest 36 minutes of my life. It was pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs> And like I said, I don't know if what will go on with the Bubba Hotep episode, but I found this because I was looking up Ozzie Davis. Yeah. And I went as soon as I saw that Ozzy Davis and Frank Sinatra right. did a project with Muhammad Ali about oral hygiene. Yeah, I was like, I need to fucking listen to this now. <laughs> I stopped Bubba Hotep and listened to this whole thing and took notes. It takes a lot to take you out of Bubba Hotep. Yeah. But this did it. But this was fucking amazing. Let's let's wrap up uh, the computer game. Yeah. So you're almost to San Francisco. Of course. A million-some of your comrades are dead. Uh, you've made it out of the forest of mangled child corpses. Finally. Did we ever get anything to eat? No. No? good. Okay. okay. Uh, just the fad calf, which was sacrificed. Okay. So you're not doing great. Sure. It's it's sort of a death march at this point. Sure. Muhammad Ali has gone insane. <clears throat> I think he started pretty much insane. He He refuses three hundred dollars on this trip. He refuses to stop at any settlement, of course, until uh, you reach a hill overlooking um, Salt Lake City, Utah. Muhammad (laughs) Ali leaves, and he comes back, and he tells the children that the people of Salt Lake City brush their teeth, but they will not accept Brother Saint John's. (laughs) guidelines for brushing your teeth and how to live your life. Right. So the whole city must be raised. Oh my god. Do you encourage this? Do you try to stop him? Or do you try to take out the champ? <laughs> I think at this point I'm going to try and take out the champ. Okay. Who do you want to send in a boxing match against Muhammad Ali? No hands Bobby or Joel? <laughs> I think probably Joel. Okay. Because he is. Has- Hands. <laughs> okay. So, Joel, who's nine years old, <laughs> squares off against Muhammad Ali. Uh-huh. Muhammad Ali throws a hook. Do you dodge? Do you counterattack? Or do you duck? I dodge, I think. Okay, good. You you dodged. Okay, good. Now, do you do you counterattack? Or do you keep juking around? I counterattack, I think. Uh, Joel hits Muhammad Ali and breaks his hand. Oh no! Poor Joel! Now Muhammad Ali is rearing back for another blow. Oh god. Do you counterattack while he's open with your other hand? Mm-hmm. Do you dodge or do you duck? Can I aim for his tes- testicles? I mean, let me see if I can hack the game. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can do that. Oh great, let's punch him in the dick. Uh, Muhammad Ali castrated himself, full castration. <laughs> we said that wasn't part of it. <laughs> he said it wasn't part of it for the children. <laughs> well, we're still punching him in a in a in a, in a wound. That's it's healed. It's... it's healed. Well, it, oh, oh come on! It's still got to hurt. No, no. Oh fuck! And Muhammad Ali punches downward on the top of Joel's head. <laughs> And caves it in like a pumpkin That's graphic Now Does, does uh, Bobby Does Bobby try to fight Muhammad Ali Does he join in the raid Or does he leave Can I get my uh, the, My surviving 5 million To come and kill Muhammad They are all for it They're all for Muhammad Ali They're all for Muhammad Ali Oh, Unless you win Unless you can take him down Then they'll follow you They're fair-weather followers. Jeez. Okay. Well, I guess Bobby doesn't have any hands, so uh, there's nothing he can really do against Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Uh, I guess we have to go on the raid and and, and take out the Mormons, I guess. Um, Everybody in Salt Lake City is dead by the dawn of the next morning. (laughs) The city is on fire. Oh, God. Muhammad Ali has the children salt the ground with fluoride. I'm sorry to my, to my Mormon aunts that I, that I killed everyone. I'm sorry. And Oh, but you guys do raid uh, the city for food. Oh, good. So now you have food. Well, you know what? Ends totally justify the means here. Muhammad Ali uh, continues the march towards San Francisco. Mm-hmm. and You guys are outside the Golden Gate Bridge. Muhammad Ali turns to Bobby and he says, Bobby... My closest disciple. The rock upon which my teeth are built. The gums of my teeth. (laughs) The gums on which my teeth are built. Exactly. Wow. How should we handle this? Should we try to talk? Should we attack at night? Or should we attack during the day like honorable soldiers? I think we should try and talk. Okay. Muhammad Ali sends Bobby to talk to Mr. Tooth Decay to have a palaver to, uh parlay. Okay. Mr. Tooth Decay comes out and he's like, look at those pretty gems in your mouth. I want to corrupt them. <laughs> and he, he's twirling his cape. He doesn't stop moving. Oh my god. What do you say to Mr. Tooth Decay to try to... Are there dialogue options or do I have to type it in? You can say... You have to type it in. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, hey, Mr. Tooth Decay. I... Would like to... Do you take too long and Mr. Tooth case shouts, Give me them teeth! And rips all your teeth out of your mouth. Jesus! Or out of Bobby's mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you keep trying to talk? No, I think we attack now. That's okay. an act of war. When Bobby returns to Muhammad Ali, Ali sees that he has no teeth. Yes. And is thus a recreant in the eye, in the eyes of the, the great teeth, the great mouth. Yeah. Since he has no teeth, he might as well be with the enemy. And Muhammad Ali smites the heathen Bobby as a sacrifice <laughs> as a sacrifice to the great teeth on the eve of battle. <laughs> and you lose the game because none of your people made it to the glorious Victor Circle. Oh well. yeah this is a pretty this is a pretty fucked up game that you brought here. I mean <laughs> there's a reason why Oregon Trail was more popular. So I made it onto more machines. I'm surprised that this is not more popular yeah. more popular in retro gaming circles, though, because this is some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, it's messed up. It is. But. I guess I'll just throw this very rare cop- copy into the trash because you don't like it. No, no, no. We should keep that. We too should late. Keep that shit. It's too late. It's in the trash oh, and no. you can't take trash out of the trash can. I can't. That's a rule. Once it's in there, it becomes trash. It does. It's, a just like, it's the lost forever hole. Just like once you stick something in your gums, it becomes a tooth. Right. No matter yeah. what you stick in there. That's why I, I've lost several teeth, but I've just replaced them with broken shards of glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. Thank you. Very uh, reflective. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, we have a Facebook page now. We do. If you could find that and like it, we have an Instagram. If you could follow us on there, absolutely. Uh, we have a YouTube page. We do. Where we upload new episodes and are slowly uploading old episodes. We also occasionally, very occasionally, upload little extra bits. Like uh, we we had a blooper. We had an outtake for the that. Uh, Antrim amused episode. me so much that I had to share it with people. Yeah, um, and we'll. I'll try to do that. I'll try to put up little previews. But if yeah. you could join or follow those groups, that would be fantastic. Yeah. We would love it. You could also reach us through an email that I never check: wivesofweird at gmail <laughs> uh, If you have an idea for a movie, if you have,
1: please uh, please
0: do. We would love to hear from people. We love hearing from people. I get Facebook messages every once in a while from people who watch this show. Fantastic. Listen to the show, and I, yeah, I always appreciate it. Fantastic. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, have a good week. Yep.